Hey, hey, I'm Rebecca. This is a podcast for all my single friends out there and for anyone who's ever been single. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dating in the Bay. I'm really happy that you're here. Hope you guys are having a killer week so far. And today, Michelle Russo, a three-time returning guest, is here with me. And we're talking about her first year of marriage. We're talking ghost stories and a whole lot more. And she's a former St. Louis Rams cheerleader. She became an author. And she also is a host of a dating show called The Sunday Scaries. And she's so much fun. And I'm so happy that she's coming back for a third time today. And before we get to her chat, I wanted to share something. My mom shared this article with me that I thought was super interesting. And basically, there's this body language expert. And he made a TikTok, which I'll link in the show notes. And he talks about how there are a couple ways to figure out if somebody is attracted to you. And these subtle grooming things that people do subconsciously. So for instance, if they itch the back of their hand or they scratch their collarbone, he says those are evolutionary and subconscious ways that they find you attractive. And it's completely subconscious and they don't know that they're doing it. Super interesting. So with that, let's get to Michelle's episode. Michelle, you're my first three-time returning guest. I'm so happy that you're back. How are you doing? I'm good. Look at that. Coming back third time's a charm. Yeah. I love it. I'll just be like the new every couple. Whenever you need me, I'll just fill in. Yes, please. I love having <laughs> you on. So I feel like I know you even though I haven't met you. It's kind of wild. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same background as last time for you. Same background for me. Is it? Okay. Still in my bedroom. <laughs> Wait, people see the video or no? I never know. Not right now. It's I'm too haggard. Yeah. Also, I'm haggard. <laughs> too much. It's like hard enough to record a podcast and then adding video, I feel like is a whole different ballgame. So I, and I'm not ready to dabble in that part yet. It is. Oh, well. Some people, like all the millennial, like Gen Z, but they all do all that stuff. Like they post videos all the time with their podcasts. So I'm like, I'm not. Well, yeah, because they can in the middle part. Now we can't wear skinny jeans. Like the whole deal. I feel so attacked. Yeah. Side part. Can't do that. I can't do, I have a widow's peak. Like I can't split <laughs> that thing down the middle. No, I'd yeah. love to see them figure that out. Wait till they get a little older and they have a hormone imbalance and their hair starts falling out in clumps. And like, you just wear your hair to whatever side makes you look like you still have some. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just wear my pajamas at this point. So it's fine. I mean, yeah, I'm tired of being attacked. So I'm super excited for our episode today because I know you have a lot of ghost stories and I have... Today's been such a weird day. I have a ton of ghost stories from today, which is like kind of... Why? Wait, from your apartment? From like all different places. We'll get it. I'll share with you. You start with me. It's like, it's so weird. I was just telling my mom, I'm about to record the ghost episode. And then I just gotten bombarded with all these ghost stories from like different people that I know. And it's like, oh, all combining into one ghost day. I want to also hear about your first year of marriage. And you can kind of give us the inside scoop on all the relationshipy things. Girl, let me tell you, I have had some revelations lately. Okay, should we start with that? Sure. I have theories. I have big, big theories because I was just talking to one of my friends about this. And, you know, I'm so sick of everybody saying marriage is so hard. It's so hard because I don't even want to say those words. Marriage, it is hard because, here's my theory, because you have to bring your, it's not the marriage itself that's hard, but it's what the marriage requires. 
So my husband, like he deserves the very best I have to give. That requires me being my best self, which is something I really thought that I worked on a lot, like when I was single. And I did, but it pulls even more. I have to really, really be patient. I have to really be clean up all the shit that you have going on in your head that everybody has. How is it different? Or like what? It's not. It's not really different. You know when you're single and you're like, God, I'm always going to be single. This is the worst. It is nowhere near the worst. Let me tell you something. Guess what's scarier than being single? Finding what you want and being afraid you're going to self-sabotage. That is 100% worse. When you're single, you're by yourself. The only person you have to worry about disappointing you is yourself. Well, you trust yourself. I trust myself. When you have, you have to rely on yourself to be the perfect person for someone else too, that's a heavyweight. That's something I'm like working through. Well, especially because it's been COVID. You got married during COVID. Yeah. And then you've been in this isolation basically. So I feel like that probably also amplifies a lot of it too. Oh my gosh. Working from home. Yeah. Some people can work from home and they have no problem. I can't. I'm not that person. I'm learning to be that person because I have to, but I have no desire for that because I get too in my own head. I need to have conversations with people in my office. The know your worth card is very interesting because you expect everybody else to treat you like in the supreme fashion when you treat yourself like shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I walked around like that, like, wow, he needs to just, I know my worth. So he needs to be X, Y, and Z. Bitch, damn, you are (laughs) feeding yourself Taco Bell. You're staying up way too late. You're consuming nothing but real housewives. Get it together. Who are you? I'm not showing up as my best self, but I expect somebody else to just deliver me this wonderful treatment. It starts with me. So last time you were here, you had all of the crazy ghost stories about the backyard and the little footsteps. And I had so many nightmares, but we won't get into those. I mean, I always have nightmares. So it's all conflated at this point. Yeah, you're going to think that you've got little footsteps in your apartment. Like, what does that sound? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then you had said that you had two different people come to your house and Mm -hmm. then they cleared it. Yes, but they still said, listen, this is like a little bit, most likely a little boy, mainly, that's doing this. And he is going to just give you signs every now and again that he's still there. And we still don't know, okay, is this child from a previous life that we had that passed away? Who knows? We have no idea. But every now and again, when we see something happen, this is so strange, but it's almost like, well, not pregnant because I think, what if it's, it seems to be a sign of that. Not that we're like trying, trying, but you know, we're like opening the door to it. And it feels like always around the time when I'm about to take a test or try to find out that, should I, even, I don't even know if I should be saying this on the podcast because my in-laws are going to be like, what? You're trying, but we're, we're not. But you know, the door's open. Anyway, this little shit is like just a mischievous little kid. It feels like a little prankster. So you sent me four or five pictures. Let me grab them. And I'm going to have, is it okay if I post them when we post the episode yeah, so yeah. that people have the evidence? Yes. Okay. So the photo album is what's really spooky that no one can figure out. My parents moved out of their house over the summer. So I had to go clean out a bunch of my stuff because all my old stuff from Rams when I used to cheer for them, all still in my childhood room. So I had made this photo album, which is what you're seeing. And it's heavy. It is heavy as shit because I made it myself. I did my own little scrapbook. I already have the chills. Well, because you're staring at these pictures, but okay. So I make this scrapbook. I got it laminated and I had it professionally bound to give you an idea of the weight of this thing. It is not flimsy. It was a time where there wasn't like little sites online where you could go and get something made and printed. Like I had to go take this thing and physically get it assembled. So 
parents move out of their house, I bring boxes of my Ram stuff back. And this picture is a picture from our basement, which is kind of finished, just not, we don't have anything down there, but we have these huge wooden bookshelves. So I'm like, okay, I'm packing some stuff. I pull out of the box my album that I made from our first calendar trip to Mexico. And I set it up on the bookshelf, far, far away from where you're seeing it. Don't think anything of it. And I just go about my business. I'm crazy. So I had Joe install a deadbolt. If someone were to break in the basement, they couldn't get upstairs because I can deadbolt them out to give you reference. In our house, it's just Joe and I and my little dog, Doug. That's it. There is nobody here. And the door to the basement is always locked. I had to get something from the basement like a week later after putting this up on the bookshelf. I open the door, get halfway down the stairs, and I see that freaking photo album in the middle of the floor. I'm telling you, I've tried. I've pushed it off the shelf. I tried every which way I could. I cannot reenact. So I see it. I didn't even step foot onto the tile into the basement yet. I could see it from midway down the stairs. That's how far back in the middle of the room the book was. Is that the ghost? <laughs> they cracked next to me. <gasps> I don't know. Did you hear it? Oh, God. <sighs> no tricks now because I'm home by myself. Well, Dougie will protect you. Yeah, right. This thing's 10 pounds. He can't help me. He can alert me and then tell me to, I guess I'll run. <laughs> Podcast is over. Bye, you guys. It's been a great time. Um, yeah, we're going to have to rain check because there was a ghost attack. <laughs> okay, so I go downstairs. I see it. And I'm like, nope. Hell no. And I take off running up the stairs, lock the door, and I text Joe because he's at work. I'm like, listen, you got to come home. Some shit is going down. Were you in the basement? He was not. And he, like I've told you before, he's not into this kind of stuff. He's really not one to just jump to conclusions. So he tried to reenact, push it off the shelf. We can't figure it out. Someone or something moved it. Now, it's also, you can see in the picture, it is wide open. Is it? open to a significant page? Well, here's what I don't know. Because if you look at it, I took a picture of what page it was on. We were in Mexico. Well, how much time had passed between you being with that box? How long was it in there? And then... A week, maybe two. No, that's not true. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let me look at the date of this. Because my parents moved in August. Joe and I had just moved in our house in July. So... No, actually, it sat in the box for a little bit, and I was putting away Christmas stuff. Went down there, and I was like, oh, I need to unpack some of these boxes. So that's why. Oh, so that was super like back to back then. Yeah, I mean, it's bizarre. Everyone that I've shown it to, I pull my parents down in the base. I, I like friends that come over. I'm like, come down here and tell me how the hell. I'm like, this is where it was. Tell me how this could happen. So we also try to set up cameras down there, but we don't have strong enough internet to to get what we need. But there is some shit in the basement, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is like evidence. Okay, so then there's the third picture. And then I'm gonna, I want to also loop back to the video thing because the animal shelter that I volunteer at, there was a ghost, which I didn't know about. And so anyways, I'm so glad I didn't know about this until COVID when people were talking about it. Yeah. So anyways, I guess a ghost is like a very friendly ghost. And so they're trying to figure out how to bring her. Today and yesterday, they were moving animal shelter dogs and everything. And then when people posted a picture today of, let me just send it to you so that you can see and then I'll post. It's really crazy. I know. If you have like ghostly evidence, it's going to everybody I know. Where she like, hold on. Yeah, let me find, let me just save this picture as I can show you. Because she wrote the same way that you did. She basically said like, we're worried about our friendly ghost coming with us in the new building. She popped up this morning to greet the new dogs. And it's like, I need to hear the story. 
you take a picture and then you use the highlighter function on the iPhone to, <laughs> yeah. to point out exactly what's wrong here. You sent a first picture of candy. Yeah. Now this ghost goes into the laundry room, I guess, hangs out in there for what reason? I have no idea. And he keeps moving. I say he, like I know, I just assume it's a little boy, but he moves the laundry dryer sheet. One day I went in the laundry room for something because I also keep all of the big platters and stuff in there because there's a lot of cabinets. So I don't know, probably getting ready to host a bridal shower because I feel like I host one every other week. But I walk in and I had been in there not long before. Nothing's on. Dryer, nothing's on. So there's no way that it could have rattled off. It sits on top of the dryer. It's just right in the middle of the room, just right on the floor. It's weird. The stuff that he moves is... That's a thing too, where ghosts move things around. That's a common thing that I've heard from other ghost stories that they put things in little neat folded things and move things like a couple inches. The one picture I sent you is just like it's hanging off of the dryer because, but I mean, that one could, I guess, be explained down. Like, sure, that you can't convince skeptics with that photo. But I'm trying to find the other one where it's right in the middle of the room. But so I tell these things to my family all the time. My sister spent the night a couple weeks ago because we had a bad snowstorm. I didn't want her driving back home because she'd had a glass of wine. So I'm like, you can stay in the guest room. The same guest room I told you about in the last episode where we heard the footsteps going to. So she's like, oh shit, fine, I'll stay, no problem. And she said all night long, she could hear my husband's rolling chair, his office chair from the next room over, just rolling back and forth. She's like, I thought you guys were playing tricks on me all night. I didn't sleep at all. Hand of God, we did not play any pranks on you. We were not moving the chair. And she said it was almost constant. Have you like, do you go in that room very often? Or have you ever like seen anything? I slept in that room last week because I wasn't feeling good. You never know when there could be a COVID outbreak. So I was keeping my husband safe. So anyway, so I slept in there. I didn't sleep at all because I heard the chair moving too. And I was just terrified. I feel like I could hear things and I was so tired. I didn't feel good at one point. I even just said out loud, like, can you not <laughs> for one night? Can you just not? Have you been talking to any more expert people or trying to? No, you know what? I haven't shot a single episode of Sunday Scaries since all this. Because I am terrified to bring something home. Yeah. It's like, you're, you already have enough going on. I have enough guests here. <laughs> I don't necessarily know the correlation between everything, but I mean, I can't necessarily rule it out. Then again, the show must go on. So we'll see. Because I remember you talked to two different mediums. Have you talked to them? Or like people who came and like did a sage thing or something? Yeah, I haven't had them come back out but they have offered to come and do another blessing and stuff. It doesn't feel like a bad ghost, but it's still, it's just jarring. Super present. It's very present. And I don't know if, like I said, there's just so many theories. There's a theory that Joe and I were married before in a previous life and that our son drowned in this backyard. Who knows? I mean, I think I got into that the last episode. Yeah, because I remember somebody said that you had a body of water behind your house and then you guys walked back there, right? Yes. Okay. I forgot to tell you this though, because the first medium, she said, it feels like sacred ground. Like I'm getting Native American vibes. I see bison. This this is not a rural part of town. Like we're in Creve Core. What do you mean? That's the town that we live in? I was doing some research because I was just curious. Turns out Creve Core is French, I think, for broken heart. And our little town symbol is literally a broken heart. Kind of sad. But the story is that a French settler was here and that this was Native American ground and he fell in love and I don't know why he broke up with her or something or 
For whatever reason, she was so distraught that the relationship was over that she killed herself. And that's how the city of Crevecourt got its name. Very morbid, but, and now this is all coming together. Isn't that crazy? The whole little town that we live in is 100% based on the Native Americans being here. There was a huge presence. I think the Cherokee tribe. So here's a question. Have, do you know your, because I know you moved recently. Do you know your neighbors? I know some, a couple. Have any of them had any? I'm too afraid to ask. I've gone every which way. I'm like, I don't think it's an us thing. Maybe, but I mean, if it's truly Native American ground, like sacred ground, what if the house could be on a burial site? Somebody else has to have some stuff going on too. Yeah, I'm sure. Also, I mean, some people, I guess, probably aren't as perceptive, but I'm sure somebody's seen something for sure. I wish I could call the old owner because I asked him to his face if the house was haunted and he laughed and said, no, he's so lying. It is so haunted. Uh, Yeah, it sounds super haunted. How far... Is your house now from where you used to film the show at the brewery? 25 minutes. Not too bad. Okay. Which we still will. I keep getting in contact with the guy who runs the St. Louis Paranormal Research Society. And it's really his space that I use. And he just got access to the Lemp family caves. It's further down in the brewery, like into the basement. And these caves connect to the mansion itself. So I think it was Adam Lemp, one of the original beer barons had a terrible, terrible time with depression and didn't want to be seen by the public. So they have all these tunnels that would run from the mansion a couple blocks down to the brewery so he could walk to work, give everybody their paychecks and not be seen. Very dark. Where you recorded before was super creepy. Is this going to be even creepier then? Like I said, where I record before was on the second story. So at least there was light. When you get down into where they stored all the beer and it's you are underground and it's lined, the walls are lined with cork because it helps keep it cool, but it also keeps the sound trapped. So like same thing, no one's going to hear you scream. I hate going to the basement. I hate it. And now he's like, oh, I, I signed the lease over to where now I'm basement and vault access. They had a big vault too. Yeah. So it's probably not haunted at all. I won't be able to pay attention to any of my guests. I'll just be freaked out the entire time. Like seeing spots and trying to get some light and somebody recording it. Seeing spots. You know Nikki Glaser, the comedian? Yeah. Okay, well, she moved back to St. Louis because that's where she's from. And I keep telling her, I'm like, Nikki, come on the show. Come on the show. So you should get all your listeners to just DM her and tell her to come in the show. I'll let her do an episode and she can just explore all the new spots. Wait, you know her? No, I don't know her. I've slid in her DMs a couple times to try to get her to be my guest on the show. St. Louis, we don't have a whole lot of... There's a lot of athletes here, but we don't have a whole lot of celebs, especially one that leaves and comes back. So what does your husband think about all the ghost stuff? He seems like he was kind of open to it before. Does he still think it's like legit? Oh, of course he thinks it's legit. Even his family, diehard Catholics, the whole deal, they really don't believe in anything like that. They will even say they cannot explain the basement thing with that photo album. It makes no sense. It seems like a kid went and got it off the shelf and took it over in the middle of the room and lay down on the floor like a kid would do and like lay on his stomach and just look at a picture book, doesn't it? I'm going to see if I can post these pictures in the show notes or like some way to like link to it so everybody can see like when they're listening, like reference because being able to follow along with the pictures is super creepy to like know the book getting there. And also like, I remember the binding on that, like your big album. That's like from like, those are the really heavy binding ones. It's like the old school, how we used to have to do book ports and stuff. It was this little stupid scrapbook that I made from scratch is pictures taped onto construction paper. And then each piece of construction paper got laminated and then bound. So it is heavy. It is a really heavy book. Well, here's another observation. 
is orange a color of symbolism or like in ghost stuff? Because everything that all the pictures have orange. All the pictures have orange. Bright orange. Like not just orange. It's all like in your face orange. Oh my God. I got to Google. Okay, let's Google it. It's got to be something. Yeah, they moved. And like even the bounce box, all of those are bright orange. Maybe ghost. I sent it to my dad. He was like, oh my God, they're sending you a message. I said, oh my God, what is it? He's like, telling you to bounce out. Look at that. <laughs> Symbolism of orange. Also, your basement looks massive and beautiful. Thank you. It takes on a little bit of water. We have to, something else that wasn't disclosed. And so that's why it's not decorated whatsoever. It looks really nice. Orange is associated with meanings of joy, warmth, sunshine, enthusiasm, creativity, success. Orange is the color of joy and creativity. Hold on, I'm looking up something. (laughs) Okay, you find out something different because this is all, I don't know. Okay, it says this is an indication of a protective and a good spirit is close. (gasps) The spirit may be there to provide protection or because they have befriended your spirit and wish to visit. A bright orange is never a reason for concern since these are good spirits. Oh my gosh, I should have called you from day one. We have a good spirit. I have the chills right now. Me too. Finally, a spirit we can work with. Also, I'm drinking an orange drink right now, which is a little bit creepy, but... Your listeners are going to be like, these dumb bitches. (laughs) Okay, this is also a stretch, but my cat is orange, so... Okay, well, I have... Let me see. I don't think I have anything else. I love vitamin C. It's COVID season. (laughs) Okay, so we've made progress here. That is very progressive. I like this. You wait. I'm going to tell Joe, like, the happy ghost. Then maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's the ghost of a... I'm going to say right here, right now. Guarantee you. When I do wind up pregnant, it is going to be a boy. I'm very, very psychic with pregnancies. I can tell if anybody's pregnant. Yes. And I am always right. Have you had any recent predictions? My best friend, she was pregnant with her second child. And right from the get-go, she's like, everything is so different. I mean... She was only four weeks pregnant. She just felt more tired than normal. Yeah. She's like, I really think this is a girl. It's not a girl. It's a boy. And everybody, same thing, saying, it's a girl. It's a girl. Like, it's not a girl. Why? How many times have to prove myself? God. What do you know? It's a boy. You have a great track record. Do you have like indicators or you just know, like in your heart of heart, it's a boy? I just know. But a lot of times if I dream someone is pregnant, 100% they're pregnant. But I have had dreams recently that I was pregnant. My mom dreamt about me and my sister. And I'm not right now, so who knows? But it's not a sad story. It'll come in due time, I'm sure. So we've only been married a couple months. But who knows? I know. You know I'm going to have a psychic little... Gift pod. Emotions are way more intensified since we don't have all those pre-pandemic life distractions. This year has taught me a lot about resilience and perspective. And the ups and downs of dating during a pandemic are, um, yeah, they're a lot. What's helped me to get through are the unsung bays, my friendships. Through GiftPod, I'm able to record a message to my closest bays and let them know I'm thinking about them and all the fun things we'll do together post-quarantine. The team at GiftPod will spruce it up with music and give it to them as a private podcast. It's a great gift to send to your friends as a pick-me-up and an extra boost to brighten their days during this kind of turbulent time. GiftPod is offering listeners 10% off with the code 104BAY. That's the number 10, S-O-R-B-A-E. You can check them out at giveagiftpod.com. Now, let's get back to the episode. I want to get into the real talk of like married life because I was reading this book and it talked about how Instagram, people can basically get an image of 
people's relationships based on their highlight reel and like they only post what they want. And then like creates this like compare and despair where you start thinking that that person lives a different reality. And that also creates this weird inconsistency in the people who are actually posting where they know that they're like not being true to what their relationship is. And so it creates like a weird fake... Like a guilt. Yeah. Where they know that they're giving off a fake image of their actual lives. You're comparing and then you're also despairing and you're despairing on both people. So if we could get some real talk of what married life is like so that people aren't putting it on a pedestal. It's not. Everybody does put it on a pedestal. And not to say that it's not wonderful, but like I said earlier, it requires a whole lot of work on yourself. Start now. You know, start now being comfortable wherever you are in your life. Single, in between, married, start now because you're going to be working on yourself for the rest of your life. Most likely, if you want to be who you're meant to be, you want to be your best, you're probably late to the party to get on all the self-work. It's also like running a race. You cannot look to your left and your right and try to cross compare because you never know what goes on behind closed doors. I try to unfollow as much on Instagram as I can. And really, I'm never on my personal page. I'm always on Dime Series because I just follow what I want to see. I don't even follow a lot of my friends. Yeah, I'm mostly on dating. In the- it's happier. Yeah, it's much happier. And I don't have to be feeling this weird sense of FOMO. There is, yeah, and there is no real FOMO to anything. Like wherever you are is exactly where you're supposed to be or you wouldn't be there. And that takes so long to get through our brains. Everything that you see on Instagram, I would love to know the percentage of the truth behind it. Like someone really should do a tell the truth post. And I swear to God, if I see one more travel blogger with her bare naked ass uh, trying to give me life advice in the caption, shut up, go home, Kelsey. I'm just like, I'm over it. I <laughs> Well, it's also just, yeah, I, I feel like it's one thing to be, I think a lot of these accounts, they create this false sense of what expectations of what we should be doing. Like you should be living your best life right now. It's like, no, like it's kind of a shitty time. No one's really their best self right now. People are having a hard time. And if you can't have empathy for that, and then you're making people feel bad, nah, I'm going to unfollow that. Yeah. Well, when I say like, do the work, I'm not meaning like, get to work. It's going to be all this hard stuff. A lot of time, it's just taking time to really take care of yourself. What does that mean? That's different for everybody. So me taking care of myself is ironically, signing up to help my cousin choreograph a routine for their little seventh grade big performance they're doing at school because dance makes me happy. And I can't really dance anymore. Because whatever. Or it's cooking. It's pulling out my Snoop Dogg cookbook. Maybe I'll just start cooking. (laughs) I'll do a Facebook or an Instagram live. (laughs) What is it with Snoop? I'm like, I just love him. I just love his vibe. I love people that are just free to be themselves. Yeah. I love people who are just in line with their actions and their beliefs. Like they all line up. You're not putting this fake one thing and then it's like doing something else. It's like, no, you know, it's consistent and they're showing up as themselves and they're going to be quirky and weird. We're constantly picking through information every day, whether we realize it or not, and trying to find the truth. And Instagram's no different. Take it with a grain of salt. Because you're so damn happy, you're not going to be out there. You're going to be in your moment. You're not going to be posting constantly. And that's also why I think I can't watch The Housewives anymore is because you always find out after they film the whole season, oh, actually, like they're getting a divorce or their kids are all like that kids hate the mom or all these crazy things. And you're like, wait, they just like showed this whole episode or the whole series. And then you get this one image and then you find out they're completely different. It's like, wait, how can I reconcile that? And like, nor do I want to at this point. It's like not, it's too much brain energy that I don't have to give. I don't know why they think we like that. Like, don't you miss the days of New Jersey when like, or just the Manzos in general, just like being actually real on camera. Can we please 
they have a podcast. I do like it. Dear Albie. Oh, that's, that's good. Okay, I need to listen. They do some ghost stuff. They've got a couple of ghost episodes on there. Oh, really? I like them. Mm-hmm. But I love it because they just are who they are. They're not trying to hide anything. They're not looking to create and kick up drama just to stay on a show. I don't know how people are necessarily enjoying it. And that pains me to say that because I was Little Miss Bravo for so long. And I just can't watch drama anymore. I can't watch anything fake. Now that I think about it, like once Instagram and Facebook and all this like fake crap, I mean, comes out and you really stomach it, it's not always, it never is how it seems to be. I mean, I mostly just post pictures of dogs and memes. The memes this past year have been... Oh, so good. All the Bernie memes. <laughs> the little sitting for this. So funny. The mittens. The mittens. Yes. There's, there's so many good ones, but that's the stuff I'd rather see on Instagram and stuff. If you see someone with their bae and they're just so thrilled and happy, maybe. I mean, and obviously at times, of course, the relationships are wonderful and they always have something that they can teach you. But to look over your shoulder and see someone else and have that give you a sense of FOMO, that's not what we want. Because it's just like anything else. It takes work, serious work. So how's your book coming along? Because I want to read it. Mm. Can we at least get a little like sneak peek? Of like what we can expect. I've got to get this finished. It's so hard for me now because I'm like, do people even want to hear uh, yeah. what I have to say about... <laughs> Wasn't it funnier just to hear all the bad dating stories? Uh, but yeah, the second one is just all about... There was a time when I was single that I had 100% zero fear, which is so rare for me because I feel like I always feel some degree of fear of the future. And something hit me where I just had like a sense of knowing. And I told one of my friends, I said, I have nothing figured out right now. Nothing. But I'm absolutely confident that something great is right around the corner. And that was probably the single most powerful thing I could say to myself and to put out into the universe because I didn't have anything to prove. That's kind of something big that I probably will touch on in the book. I think when I was single, I was maybe trying to portray that I was much further along and just like so thrilled and so happy and so just living my life, my best life was my self and there were ups and downs in that too a lot you have to just whatever you're feeling you have to feel it if you really really hate it then you probably have to sit there and wallow in it for a little bit before you can be like all right pick myself up keep moving what else because something great is always around the corner something great is probably just within arm's reach what like we said before like it could be a zoom happy hour i started a blog for my grandpa actually so that's something else that you could totally i started Deeping my relationship with him when I was single because I had the time. So I thought, since I have time, I'm going to have really great times with my family, really build some great memories that I probably could only do when I'm single and could be super selfish. So I did. And now, what do you know? I'm not single, but I'm still taking the time to just really invest in the relationships around me. And we built him a little blog for his grandparents. So we have each grandkid coming in and asking grandpa what they want to know about. So I am asking him to write about his feelings on trust, trusting God, trusting universe, trusting like some, whatever you believe in has your back. How did you come to that? Because it seems like it takes a lot of work to get to the point to where you just feel confident, strong, secure, no matter where you're at in your life. Yeah. So he's really built his trust muscle up wonderfully. Mm, so cool. Yeah. So, you know, just stuff like that. And that's, all of us grandkids aren't comfortable being around him right now because we don't want to put him at risk. He's already had COVID. So this is something like virtually that we can do and we'll have our little blog forever. We can go back and see anything, any of his advice and 
each grandkid gets to ask whatever they want. Making the best of the time, whatever it is, because oh, that's so cool. It's COVID, so you have to go on a digital. You might be an Instagram and just swap ghost stories forever. The next time we do another ghost episode, there's totally going to be more stuff going on now. But I like that now I know that it's orange. This is where I like it's a protective ghost. Still scary as shit. Yeah, will you send me more updates like if they ever come in? Oh, yeah. I should have sent you the basement stuff like right when it happened. Yeah, I need on-demand updates. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that was going on. We'll hear footsteps and stuff still. Yeah, just footsteps. Yeah. When I told you that I spent the night in the guest room because I was sick, Joe was like, oh, I thought you came back to bed in the middle of the night. I was like, why? He's like, I heard footsteps like in our room. I thought it was you. No, not me. Just our little friendly ghost, our little Casper. At least we know he's good now. I need to find out how I can get the history on this house because maybe he lives here. Who knows? I'll send you the link that I looked up. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but it says different colors of ghosts. That's weirder than the, oh, the crap that I Googled. Like, orange means that you have joy. You're happy. Oh, shut up. Give me the ghost stuff. I also, like, Googled bright orange because apparently, like, the other orange is different. So it said bright orange for this one because those are all really bright orange. I never even put that correlation together. I'm going to have to tell Joe because he'll still think I'm nuts, which, of course. I thought the first thing was a Halloween candy thing, so but it was just the, the detergent. So Oh, yeah. The Tide Pods. Those are great. Yeah. No wonder kids get confused. It's very bright and colorful. Oh, yeah, that's why. Well, Michelle, this flew by per usual. Um, come back. I'm going to tell you guys all about everything. Yes, all the things. All the things. And I'm going to get up the courage to start filming again for Sunday Scaries. Yeah. Everybody go tell Nikki Glazer. DM her DMs and be like, listen. I was just going to say, I'll DM her today. And we'll see what she says. I might have to fly out there and then like be a witness. I've been asking you to come. You come to St. Louis. And I will show you all around the town. There's a really haunted house I could show you. Come to St. Louis. I'll show you the ghost. All right. And I'm going to DM Nikki Glazer. Everybody DM Nikki Glazer and you all tell her to come on the show because my Instagram handle is at the Dime Series. So I don't know if she remembers my name. Maybe she'll remember, oh yeah, that girl messages me on occasion, time to time, begging me to come on her show. And I- Has she seen them? Like, does she read them? Oh, she responds. Oh, she does? Oh, nice. Yeah. Really nice. I know. Every time she responds, she's like, no, I really can't. But you should ask, who is her roommate now? Her roommate is the guy from the Puddle Show. Andrew T. Collin, I think, is his. Oh, yes. The roommates are not dating. I don't know about that. I'd love for them to come on the show and explain it to me. But she's like, ask Andrew. So I did message him. He didn't reply. But he replies. Interesting. (laughs) No, that's okay. Hey, that's cool. She responds because I DM Trevor Noah and he never responds. Do you DM him to date him or just? I mean, both. I want to have him on the show, but I also want to date him. Same with a bunch of people. Do like, drunk can do that? My sister, she gets drunk sometimes and she DMs celebrities. We make her read them out loud sometimes on like Sunday fun day. I'll read what I wrote sometimes and I'm like, just like, I'll be like, Trevor, <laughs> do you want to have a FaceTime right now? Melissa, my sister, she, she slid in Zach Efron's DMs and said something and he didn't reply. And she's like, whoops, sorry, wrong Zach. <laughs> As if like, I have like unsent things. Like I had so many Trevor Noah that I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. So they unsent them. But I was like, he never even saw them to begin with. So it doesn't, like they're probably all in a different bucket. What do you think? Mm, I don't think he's bothering looking at mine, but we'll never know. I don't think I know who Trevor Noah is. I'll look him up. He's funny. He's like the Daily Show guy. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I DM him a lot. Oh, ask him to come on my show. And then you can come in town and then we'll set it up. It'll be a match. I'll be like, hey, Trevor, do you know what the color orange symbolizes? This is the best way that I've slid into someone's DMs. Well, there's this news anchor guy. I was on the Zoom call with 600 people on the Zoom call. 
and he was the moderator of the Zoom call. And so I figured out how you could send a Zoom message to somebody. Everybody sees it though, right? Okay, so I was super careful because I was Googling it while I was on the Zoom call. I was like, can I send it to everybody or just to a personal one? Because they had like a Zoom chat going. But I was like, I don't want to send it to the whole chat. I just want to send it to him. So then I send him a personal DM. I was like, I was like, this is a long shot. I forgot myself. But then he was trying to write to the group. But then he responded to me. But he wrote, oh, hey. But he like was trying to say that in the group chat. So then he responded to me. And then he just like copied it into the group chat. So it was super anticlimactic. And then I looked him up and he's dating a supermodel. Listen, I bet their personality is just fabulous. Maybe. Maybe. But... I didn't have a fabulous personality when I was like super thin. I was starving. Such yeah. a happy to be around. Oh my God, it was the worst. Yeah, now I eat bread and I have a much better time. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more about this in our next one then. In the next one, yes. What a, what a great teaser. Right? See? Follow along, people. Slide in all the DMs of the people we tell you. Everyone that's been mentioned. Yeah, I was going to say TLDR, DM whoever you want and see what happens. Well, thank you so much again for being here. I'll see you soon. Yes. Okay. Bye. Right. Thank you guys so much for listening today. The dating hack of the week is to shoot your shot. Shooting your shot looks like sending some random person a DM who you normally wouldn't do, like send a message to, and just putting yourself out there. And you can do it from the comfort of your own phone. And it's very low stakes. And the worst thing that happens is like Trevor Noah just doesn't open your message. But life goes on. And one day Trevor Noah will be on the show and the world will go around. Just don't forget to shoot your shot. Try it this week. See how it feels because I think you actually might feel like it's kind of like a little superpower. So thank you again for joining me today. Thank you to Michelle for chatting with me again. We always have a blast. And thank you to StudioPod for producing my podcast. And I'll see you guys later. Bye.